Hello and welcome to another episode of Diminishing Returns. And today we're going old school all the way back to 1941, is it? Uh, yes. It is, for some old is. school Disney animation. And as all old school Disney animations, they're going to revamp it with some real people in it. Mm. And that is why we are looking at Dumbo. Just wait for the applause to die down. Uh, okay, guys, so we are looking at Dumbo because they're doing a new version of it. Yes. Uh, but it, Tim Burton is doing a new version of it. Do you want it. to talk about that first? Should we talk about the old film first? And we'll talk about the, the potentials of the remake. So I like that you said that as if we're going to talk about the new one first. Like, yeah. Just because you were on the set, <laughs> I was on. I was. Yeah, I was on the set for. F- be like, oh, oh, you, you guys, you guys don't know what was uh, going on in that. For four days, I was very near some people making the film, but it was great being around that all those elephants, <laughs> all those real life elephants. Well, shall we talk about the old film first? Yes. Okay, yes, so okay. guys, I am not the animation expert here. I'm not a Disney expert by any means. You two are though, so why don't you talk about Dumbo? Are you going to be quiet now? <laughs> nope. He's going to go and read. Wanker. I'm going to, I'm going to just chip in when I. Want. Not right. I watched this film, which you know, bless it, it was about sixty minutes long. Um, I made one note. Ah. Um, which was a very g- general note about the animation and, and, and lots of things. Uh, it was just one of those films. That I just watched it. I've seen it for quite a while, but I wasn't compelled to make any specific notes. I don't know mm. what that means. It's not, not that I didn't enjoy it, but it's, yeah, whatever. So, but anyway, yeah, I think uh, you should lead, Calvin. I never understand when people say, oh, I, I enjoyed it. or uh, People do cite this one quite frequently as being a good one. And yeah. I challenged someone at work about this recently. Uh, well, uh, last year, I suppose. And he was a big, like, movie buff, older guy. And uh, I was like, oh, Dumbo, that is my... He's a buff older guy. <laughs> no, no, no. He's a, he's a film buff. Did I say film buff? Or did I just say buff? It's, it's late, and this is the third thing we're recording in a row. It's I don't a Freudian know. slip. Did I say buff? <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. Anyway, he's a film buff and, you know, an older guy. And I lent him the uh, the Blu-ray. So that he could watch it, because I was like, no, it's not as good as you remember it. Everyone thinks they like this, but it's not actually very good. And he came back and was like, oh, no, it's great. What, what, what don't you like about it? Well, I must admit, that was my kind of takeaway from this was, I didn't, I didn't like I said, I didn't dislike it, but I, I was thinking, do people like, like the, the 23-year-old women who go on about Disney all the time, like now, do they watch this one? Or no, are they just watching no, like they, Beauty and the Beast and Little yeah, Mermaid? and this one exists. Is this is this considered like that kind of demographic? No, this is this because is a, this is just the good film. This is the one that the film people like because it's good. It's not. Well, it seems a very animatory kind of film. It's, That's yeah, what I it, got from it. Yeah, I think it's the only Disney film from like this kind of World War Two era Disney that anyone has any fondness for outside of like proper Andy. fucking Disney nerds, like <laughs> real fucking Disney neeks, you know. You know, you you can ignore the opinions of people who still go on about three calib. What's it called? <laughs> make my make, make my music and yeah, three caballeros and more. Make music mine. Oh, God, what do you have against make music mine? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's make my music, isn't it? Is it make music mine? Oh, oh no, it is make mine music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
I, I think you just haven't seen it in a while, Calvin. I think it doesn't hold up when you actually watch it. At least they're shorts. <laughs> this them. is short. It's 64 minutes. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's comprised of shorts. It's segments. So it's is this. Like Pink Elephants on Parade. Um, yeah, but that one has Peter and the Wolf. That's a great bit. <laughs> mm, sorry. Anyway, my, my, my note on this was that this is really kind of old school filmmaking. You know, it's... it's it, it, there is a narrative there, but it's very minimal dialogue. It's very visual storytelling. The animation style is very cartoonish at times, which is kind of which is not quite what you get in like Beauty and the Beast and like the Renaissance mm. Disney. Again, this was Disney on the cheap, which was uh, a yeah. World War Two thing. Um, mm. It did it did really impact their output for a while, understandably. So you can see where they've cut a lot of corners in this film. And all things considered, I, mm. I think it, you know I don't think it's bad animation at all. It, it, just because there aren't faces oh, and no. a lot of characters in the background and stuff, it's um, mm. still very nice. But this done. was Disney like wanting to print a check, really. Like Fantasia and Bam- and Pinocchio hadn't made a whole lot of money, and Bambi was being a very expensive production, and this was just like a cheap, oh yeah, just get it out there, we'll make some money. And I actually think it ended up being more profitable than they thought it would be. Yeah. Because uh, Disney was having his, you know, highfalutin Fantasia pretentious uh, dreams, and then it was the film about the little cartoon elephant that could fly that made him a lot of money mm. and he never looked back and he made crappy children's crap since then Ooh. <laughs> I mean I don't know I, I think there's more going on in this film than Bambi just because Bambi had aspirations of like being beautifully animated and blah 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 Bambi's a crock of shit Bambi's a little sociopath. <laughs> nah, I vastly prefer Bambi to this. Bambi's a horrible little cunt who doesn't deserve a mother. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not talking about Bambi. We're talking about Dumbo. Right. So, what is it? Elephant. Ele- mother has elephant baby delivered to her by a stork, and yeah. then that elephant gets drunk, and then his mum gets taken away, and that's about it, really, isn't it? Then he. She doesn't get drunk. A kid's her, a, a horrible little child's like harassing her baby, and she steps in to um, defend her child. No, Dumbo gets drunk. Oh yeah, Dumbo gets drunk. Yeah, that's not why. He, that's not why he gets taken away. That's after he gets. No, taken no, no. Away it's just brother. something that happens. It's just yeah. Where where does the whole stalk thing come from in kind of cultural history? What's that about? To know why do they tell people that? No, it's so that you don't have to tell them that it came out of a woman's um part. There's a lot of weird old shit like that in this film, though. Like the whole like elephants are scared of mice thing. I don't think that. Yeah, that. yes. I don't think that's got any basis in reality. I might be wrong. But, um... They can go up the trunks. <laughs> that's what my mum always used to tell me because I, I did watch this film quite a lot when I was a kid, and I remember querying that, like, why are they afraid of mice? Say, oh, well, they can go up the trunks and into their brain. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a deleted scene that. That was cut from the um, from the film that explained it. Oh, really? Yeah, I bought the Blu-ray of this to to rewatch it properly, and I, I went oh, through the, the special features. And oh, can I ask actually? Um, you know the video in video commentary that has John Lasseter um in it? No. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> Will that be on my Blu-ray? Yes, yes, but I can't access the video the picture in picture thing because it keeps telling me that I need a more upgraded system, uh-huh. and I don't. <laughs> So, um, 
But no, I, I, I watched the deleted scene about... Um, basically, there was a bit that was cut, but seemed to be... I think it was written and somewhat story... No, it wasn't storyboards, was it? It was, like, concept art, I think. Basically, um, Dumbo isn't scared of mice. Tim the mouse is like, mate, you should be scared of mice, because in the olden days, mice were massive dinosaurs and really big, and we beat up elephants oh. and played with them, for, and you were like mice. Yes, and, I remember this. Uh, <sighs> Makes even less sense than Calvin's mum's story. You might think, <laughs> why Why does uh, Why does that matter? Because an elephant never forgets, that's why. And they cut it. Well, because they were mm. all... They, not, not just not forget, but pass on through generations over millions of years. Yeah. It's, it's a film that begins with animals being delivered to their mothers by storks, Alan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you place an order? Do you place an order, or do you just, like, it just, oh, it's my turn now? Well, basically, when a man puts his penis in your vagina <laughs> and ejaculates, I think that sort of sets the wheels in motion. It's a bit like those things that you can get from Amazon where you press a button and they deliver Andrix to your door because you're... Out of toilet what? paper, <laughs> you know those little button things that they've got for like Persil and Fairy Liquid and stuff like the essentials. They expect you to collect all these buttons and you press them and it automatically places an order. I don't know Ooh, anyone who has I one. Didn't know that was a thing, but uh... yeah, yeah. Mrs. Jumbo is expecting a baby. Yeah, and sure enough, it turns up a little bit late because the stork got lost. Yeah, yeah. so far so entertaining. So. <laughs> They unveil this child as a very beautiful baby, very big eyes. And then it's got big fucking ears, isn't it? Yeah. And all the other all the other ladies are like, what the freak is this? For elephants to get like arsy about the size of another elephant's ears. <laughs> mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a theory about this, but um oh. I'll save that. Save that. Is it Freudian? No, I I I've got I I've got a theory about this film having quite a lot of depth to it and intended meaning that I think people have <laughs> skipped. The, di- over. the direction was keep it cheap, keep it simple. <laughs> that that was it. Like bang it out. We can make some money on this. Don't co- spend as much as we did on Pinocchio for God's sake. We need some money. Well, I I think I think this film's got a bit of something to say. Okay. What what I would love to know what. All right. Well. This film, this film gets criticised for uh, depiction of race because of the crows at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the go-to examples of racism in, in mainstream Hollywood in, in Disney, which I think is very unfair. Because I mean, there's, there's nothing particularly wrong with those crows, is there? It's just that one of them's voiced by a white guy. I think that's the only reason it's problematic. Mm-hmm. It was 1941. Yeah, I mean, by 1941 standards, where it was almost unheard of to have any black voice actors, let alone, like... I mean, you weren't allowed to use the same toilets. <laughs> I mean... Well, apparently... <laughs> apparently that main crow voiced by a white guy is called Jim. Jim Crow. I don't think it comes up in the film itself, but that is a <laughs> reference to uh, Jim Crow legislation, which was the legislation to keep uh, segregation, you know, white and black people separate. Well, there you go. That's that's a satirical reference. Yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, the crows are... They're perfectly pleasant characters. They're not like stupid or or unpleasant or anything. I I don't think it's particularly any different to like Eddie Murphy voicing Donkey. I think it's a good example. Mm. Um, mm. just yeah. one of them's a white guy doing it. So I've never quite bought into the whole 
crows make it racist thing. But on the other side, I, I think this film is directly about race because uh, all the elephants are very clearly designed to be Indian elephants, apart from Dumbo, who is very clearly designed to look like that of an African elephant with... Uh, I mean, not just hmm. the big ears, but it goes beyond that. The, the the body proportions and stuff is that of an African elephant. And I don't think that's a mistake. I think that's a, a hmm. very conscious thing. And obviously his father implicitly is Jumbo, because he's, he's not called Dumbo. He's called Jumbo Jr. And mm-hmm. the, uh, the horrible other elephants don't like him and call him names. Um, Jumbo, of course. You know Jumbo the elephant, right? Uh, no. Jumbo, the Jumbo, the real life P.T. Barnum, um, right, yeah. like the most famous elephant <laughs> of the the world. Hmm. Well, uh, Jumbo is an African elephant. Um, okay. I, I think the implication is that Jumbo Junior's dad, Jumbo, is an African elephant. I think he's meant to be the Jumbo the elephant, who was well hmm. known in the forties, certainly. So I think the idea is that Dumbo is mixed race, and he's got a black absentee father. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what he's trying but to say. But I, I think the idea is that he's... Because those elephants are fucking horrible about him. And it it goes beyond the yeah. like, reasonable way of... hand. Like, they're going, oh, he's an ugly little kid. Oh, I hate him. He's an ugly kid. And it only really works if you think, oh, no, they're, they're just being, like, bigots of the 1940s. And some of the language they use, one of them at one point says... I wouldn't eat at the same bale of hay with him. No, right. Sure, dearie. I should say. No, right. oh. That's just how I feel. Which I think hmm. is a very direct reference to, like, segregation, uh, segregation of the time. After mm-hmm. Tim the Mouse, like, runs in and, and breaks them all up, he says, A proud race. Overstuffed hay bags. And it's like, why would you call them a proud race if you weren't? Mm. Like, he doesn't go a proud species. It seems like mm. a direct reference to um, the fact that this is like inter-species politics at play, inter-elephant stuff. So I do well and truly think this is meant as a kind of race allegory. And obviously the, the story sees Dumbo being told that he has no value by, by society, but then coming to realise that actually he does, and then sort of flipping a middle finger to them, proverbially, and, you know, and then they all kind of come to live together because it was the 40s, and so he had to just make his peace with racism in society. But I'm on board with you, Sol. I like everything you've put forward here. I would say that it's probably a writer who's tried to drop in a few elements rather than someone who's trying to write an yeah. allegory. Yeah, perhaps. There isn't really a writer as such. It's well, a collection know, of <laughs> animators who are planning the whole thing on a board. Well, that's what I mean. Like, So someone, it's not an overall kind of this is the we're telling an allegorical story but someone might have gone hey do you know what let's make this a bit more we could do this like it's about race and it'll be like really deep and that no one will ever notice i don't think that that i think i think it's really interesting actually like i've never heard any kind of analysis of dumbo like that so i'm fully fully on board with it and i think it is there whether or not you whether or not it was intended I, I, I will no. cop to what Alan said. I, I can completely buy this was like one of the five credited writers sort of trying to put stuff in and it doesn't quite hold together as the coherent um, through line of the film. But I do think it's there. I, I do think a lot of it's very intentional, particularly the African-Indian elephant divide thing. I think that's very, oh, yeah, yeah. very intentional. But I don't think that anyone thought that they were making a race... Uh, maybe they did, I don't know. I do think it's meant as a kind of broad strokes equality, you know, don't discriminate in very broad terms 
take. Yeah, I mean, I guess the general thing that people take from it is like, oh, don't pick on people just because they look a bit funny. Mm. Uh, Because Mm. they've probably got something worthwhile. And I think that, peppered with some definite uh, allusions to race, makes it into Mm. a kind of race thing. So I, Mm -hmm. I... Basically, I just think it's a really, really damn shame that this film is held up as, you know, people dismiss it as being, oh, racist Disney. And if anything, this is a really early example of anti-racism in Hollywood. It's uh, one of the earliest Hmm. examples of a film I can think of that's sort of trying to counter racism that, you know, lest we forget, was very prominent in society. Like Alan said, this was made Mm. during segregation in America where, you know, you couldn't use the same toilet as people of a different colour. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And I I agree as well that the crows don't strike me as being particularly racist. Um, I mean, I I can certainly understand that they're of a time and they sort of, they represent, they certainly, they're certainly representing a kind of uh, earthy black people <laughs> who yeah. like just yeah. like to hang around and sing because that's what they they do uh, so it's a little bit kind of narrow in that sense but they do say a elephant instead of an elephant consistently <laughs> but i don't know how much of that was just that they hired actors who spoke that way i don't know i i i think i might be wrong here i think they hired an actual like band like a, a quartet who were then the whole Johnson Choir. Yeah, who were given permission to like do some of their black music in this this white film, which again was very that was quite a progressive move. Uh, I don't, you didn't really get you know black music in mainstream mm. you know content at the time. So it, and it's the the best song in the film by far. Yeah, it, it's certainly um, if nothing else, it's certainly at its heart in the right place. I think this film when it was made, some of it's perhaps dated mm. not that well, but. Mm. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's my thesis, and that's why I think this film actually has a whole extra layer to it on top of everything else. I really like that, and I think if it was a 15-minute short, as I believe it was intended as um, a short, and we didn't have 10 minutes of an annoying choo-choo train going through, (laughs) going up and down hills, and oh, some of those sounds are just piercing. Yeah, I, I can't even quite tell what he's saying most of the time. No, no clue. I quite like that. Though. I like the personification of the train, and I don't know. I just I, I tell you why I liked certain elements like that. It, it is just something you never see anymore, and I don't. I guess yeah. I don't watch proper like animation, like you know. No, it's real like, old school twenties yeah. through to just about the forties animation yeah. stuff. That and it's um, really like yeah. it's hark- there was a lot of it harking back to yeah like pre sound cinema as well like montage mm. cinema, uh, which mm. is yeah it was just kind of nice to see that again because you don't I I agree yeah I I got a lot of that um, out of it rewatching it which obviously I as a kid I never really got any of that from it but yeah, um, yeah. I I will admit a lot of this film is very episodic um, and tangential but I think a lot of those little tangents are just gorgeous i love them that sequence i i imagine i'm gonna guess you hate this one calvin it just seems like something you won't like but the sequence where they put up the tent in the rain oh i think it's gorgeous. Yes. i think it's absolutely 
it just goes on for so long. And again, the sounds. It's just, I hate that. What's the song that they sing when. I don't know, but I really like it. I think it's got a lot of the tent. Yeah. <laughs> it's the rain came down and the rain came down. It's that. It's like a dark April showers, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I also liked that they did so much of it like in silhouette of the tent. That's, I love that. I think that was driven by. Which, again, I assume is probably because it's cheaper not to have to do details, but. It looked really nice. It felt like we were outside of the thing, you know, yeah. and, it, and it gave it a kind of an identifying look. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought that was quite cool. It wasn't pretty enough to make me forgive the lack of story. Oh, I, I think it is interesting. I think it's got a lot of personality in how it's put together. It's not like, like on the surface level, it's not like as beautiful as a lot of Disney animations. But I think there's so much personality and lovely shots and. And then there's a little bit of, you know, charm coming through. Dumbo's trying to hammer with his little diddy hammer and that sort of stuff. I love that <laughs> sequence. It's, it's one of my favourite parts of the film, actually. Um, I also like the clowns. I love them as well. Very similar stuff. The, clown, the clowns really reminded me of the Animaniacs. Like, it was that <laughs> kind of... Just in that little sketch where they're putting out the fire and stuff, it's just like yeah. one thing after another where this is a funny thing about trying to put out a fire. This is trying to... And, like, looking straight at the camera going honk, honk, and then, like, throwing a... a like a glass full of water on a fire. <laughs> I thought that was funny. My thought watching it was, oh, I'm actually enjoying clowns. I don't think I've <laughs> never had that before. But if, if I went to the circus and they were running around doing this level of, you know, just gag after gag, I'd probably be completely on board with them. And I love how kind of, even in this, they're kind of freaky looking. And I think that's, again, very intentional. I don't think it's like, oh, clowns were just popular in the 40s. I think they're intentionally like, scary looking little creepy clowns which is um yeah i like it i like it and again i think there's a lot of personality to the animation in the clown sequences mm-hmm. and i i think there's a lot of lovely little touches throughout the film as well just stuff like when dumbo's in the parade and he's got like a little rag doll on his back instead of a passenger and just weird little things like that that again feel like very old school 1940s humor but yeah, to quite a nice standard of doing it, you know, it, it's it's that same yeah. sort of charm you got from Laurel and Hardy, but almost <laughs> but they a bit... were funny. <laughs> well, no, I think it's a bit more. Um, it feels more highbrow here. <laughs> I've made a note though. The one thing I bet you do love, Calvin, mm-hmm. those really fucking bitchy elephants. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Verna Felton voices one of them, and I love her. She's in a lot of Disney. She voices one of the fairies in Sleeping Beauty, and they're so mean. But it's, yeah. I, I just want like a Golden Girls style sitcom of them <laughs> without irritating little Dumbo and his and his mum. They are really mean, <laughs> and I I think a lot of that is yeah. I, to what extent? the sort of segregation stuff was coming through consciously, I don't know. But I think if it wasn't consciously intended, I think it's a reflection of that sort of attitude being so prevalent Mm. in society at the time, subconsciously. I Mm. I think you must have just had horrible (laughs) people who would just, you know, would just talk that way about other people for being different in the 40s. It's... Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I mean, my, my takeaway from them was, like, why are they being so nasty? Especially when they're supposed to, to a be child. Like, yeah, to a baby. When they're supposed to be, like, they're supposed to be, like, middle-aged women, basically. They probably all have kids mm. of their own, and they're all, like, a big 
gang. And you get the impression they don't really like Mrs. Jumbo. African elephant lover, that's what they call her. <laughs> that's what they call her, yeah. Uh, did, did, did you get the impression that maybe she was a bit simple? Mrs. Jumbo? Well, she's just a bit, like, naive and, like, the others will take advantage yeah, of her. Yeah. I think she is just supposed to be innocence, isn't she? She's, yeah. like, yeah. You know what else I like in this film? I, I was having a talk with someone recently, and basically we were saying there's there's so many films that are about the father-son dynamic. Hmm. And there's a lot of films that are about the female, uh, you know, daughter-mother dynamic. Lady hmm. Bird. <laughs> but they, I really struggle to think of films that are about a mother-son dynamic. Psycho. That is one of the like three I could name you. There must be more boys and his mothers. There's there's Friday the Thirteenth, kind of <laughs> psycho. These are all about people who kill because of their mother. And I think Dumbo. <laughs> I think Dumbo's got it in there. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Um, and that means Dumbo's the only like positive, you know, celebration of <laughs> that bond as well. It's. Hmm. I'm sure there One are. Second, I'm gonna have to Google this. Yeah, I'm sure there are other films, but I really, I, I thought about it for like an afternoon at work. I couldn't think of any. We need to talk about Kevin. What about uh, spanking the monkey? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. It's one of David O. Russell's early films. It's about a, ma- a man and his mother. I, I think they have sex. Uh, it's definitely yeah. about incest. <laughs> Lovely. I just basically, yeah, I, I, I what I realized watching this film that it's like it's a very wholesome celebration of that you know mother son dynamic and i think that's really nice mm. and it's quite unique in that sense because i i really do struggle to think of that anywhere else there's even more like father daughter films as well there's quite a lot of those i guess it's nice that yeah she lives and she's just <laughs> like, killed off like bambi's mum but i think that that is actually quite surprising that like oh things work out okay yeah and she gets out of that cage yeah I love that baby mice, uh, baby mind sequence as well, which I bet you hate as well. Because oh, I hate that song. I hate that song. Nah, it really annoys me. Why? But they, why can't they talk? Bothers me. <laughs> what? The animals they should talk. No, no, no. Dumbo and his mum. Oh, because he's a because he's a baby. Mm. He, he never talks. Yeah, he's. Like, she shouldn't have resorted to violence. He's he's like. So. How old is he? <laughs> well, fine, fine. <laughs> she shouldn't have lost her temper. She's a wild animal. He's been put in a circus. She's not meant to be she, in a circus. She is a bit aggressive. I mean, uh... she's a wild fucking animal. <laughs> You can't hold an animal to the same standards as a, as a human being. <laughs> yeah, if you have a circus elephant and it starts attacking the circus customers, then you're going to lock it up in a gypsy wagon. No, not <laughs> if... Uh, remember when they shot Harambe and everyone online was saying <laughs> they should have shot the little kid? <laughs> it's a different time, though, isn't it? <laughs> so you blame the child rather than the mother? <laughs> no, it's oh, yeah, the parents' fault, isn't it? <laughs> parents. No, I mean, yeah, I'm truly on the side of the animals. Like, they obviously shouldn't be kept in captivity like this. And uh, Elephants know. are brilliant just in general, right? Yeah, they're fantastic. Do you know elephants are one of the only animals in the world that gesture? And they have a, I did not know that. They have a specific gesture 
that is they will hold their trunk up in the air like really high up and then kind of flop it down like as if they're just dropping it and that when they do that it means they're happy like they're having fun oh really i thought it was gonna mean they're tired no (laughs) it's like a little fun gesture like playful that's really nice no i do elephants are fantastic i think they're brilliant young elephants suck their trunk like humans suck their thumb it's the same sort of behavior what classifies as a gesture then? Like, because lots of animals do physical things that mean certain things. Well, you mean like wagging a tail? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Is it if it's intentional? Like, a, a wagging a tail is a bit of an yeah, like uh, a conscious decision. Yeah, to do it, I think. What, what about like when a cat like rubs its face on you because it's just being friendly and affectionate or wants food or whatever? Well, I think the idea is it's rubbing its glands all over you and getting its scent on you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think you can definitely train a cat to gesture. Cats might be one of the ones that are in the the list of animals. I think it's chimps. <laughs> what about that guy who trained his dog to do a Hitler salute? <laughs> I mean, I think dogs are probably one of the ones that you can do it with because they point. You can train them to point, can't you? But I don't know if it counts if you have to train them. I think it's probably referring to them in the wild, their natural state. Mm. Um, and they're they're probably doing it for another purpose. Like if you train a dog to do something, it's doing it because I guess yeah. it wants to please you or something. Whereas the elephant doing that with its trunk is just, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I me, mean, I don't know, I don't know. A lot of animals do things to gesture that they're horny or like, hey, look at me, I'm ready to breed. All right, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just. I just. I don't know what this <laughs> sense of gesture is. Apparently, there was. Um, a woman who was studying these elephants mm-hmm. and the little baby ones used to um basically whenever she'd drive over towards them to study them, these elephants would like come charging at her her car and then sort of fall over just <laughs> before they hit the car. They were trying to get an insurance claim in. <laughs> <laughs> and she realized after a while it was so consistent that they were like prat falling. It was they were like having a joke. The idea was they were like running at her, like I'm gonna run into the car, and then going, "No, I'm not." But um, and and then there was another one behind, like slammed the back of the car, and like, "Oh, you've knocked him over!" Oh my god, <laughs> kick the hubcap. <laughs> oh god, you know as well, right? I could keep going on about this for ages, but you know, elephants have um, they they're one of the only animals they believe to be like self-aware to have a sense of self. Mm-hmm. Apparently, most animals, like birds and flocks and things, apparently don't have any real concept of the other birds around them. It's, it's not like they'll go, "Oh, I recognise that. That one's Jim, and that one's Bob, and that one's Phil." It's just like I'm surrounded by birds like me. Whereas apparently, elephants will, on an individual person-to-person basis, they'll like know each individual elephant and. Um, huh. It's to the point that, like, they they've had examples where a mother's been separated from her uh, child by a car pulling up in between them, and then another elephant has noticed it and sort of gone, "Oh, just watch out, your kids over there. Just don't get too far away from each other." And then the mum will sort of go, "Oh, cheers, thanks," and like go over and get their kid. Like the other ones will know who belongs to who and stuff like that. Hmm. They're really cool. They're they're really cool animals. Okay, so we we've learned something new about salt today. Anyway, <laughs> a thing for elephants. Where did this come from? Never mentioned I elephants s- once in three years of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I like animals, at, like in general, but elephants are a good animal. They're really fucking cool. I saw some playing football in Thailand. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think that's pro- they're probably not the best treated ones in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've got a. I, this is probably a good time for my elephant quiz. Then, if you're such a oh, big elephant. Fan. Oh God! <laughs> well, this is basically I've got films with elephants. Ooh. Or, oh, or elephant type things. Did Thomas Edison video it when he (laughs) electrocuted that elephant? What? Do you not know this? No, what? Thomas Edison was a right bastard, wasn't he? You know Nikola (laughs) Tesla? Was he called Nikola Tesla? Was that his name? Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla. Uh, You know Thomas Edison and Tesla had a bit of a rivalry. A bit, yeah. And they were both like, one of them was backing AC power and the other one was backing DC and they were trying to get mm. like standardized electricity uh, formats adopted across America. Mm. And I believe I might be mixing up the two currents because I'm not an electrician. <laughs> Don't know what what's going on <laughs> with electricity. Alternating current, I believe, was Thomas Edison's, and he believed it was safer than um, DC, which is what direct. No, current? it's the other way around. He was is on it the other way around. Current, yeah. Okay. It's the dangerous one. <laughs> to to prove how dangerous Tesla's electricity was, he basically electrocuted an elephant in public just to say, like, look, his electricity <gasps> oh killed God. an elephant. That's how dangerous it is. It killed an elephant. Oh, that's horrible. Well, I mean, Thomas Edison wasn't a particularly nice man at the best of times, but it was also <laughs> the olden days when no one gave a shit about animals. Mm. Didn't work, man. I bet he had a great crowd turn Did it not? Did he it? not kill the elephant? No, no, I mean, it didn't work. He'd lost the fight. Oh, okay. Whichever one he was, I, can't, I don't even know now, but it, the one we have, which is alternating current right i mean if you uh, stick your yeah. fingers in the plug it'll kill you yep yep, yep. so you know it is the dangerous one um, but did the elephant die i believe so yeah. topsy the elephant i've just looked them up topsy they say thomas edison he's the man to get us into this century and that man is me Did they like make it wet its trunk and then put it in a socket? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or like um, Topsy, hand me that fork <laughs> that's in that. Oh, there was a film crew from the oh. Edison Film Company on on oh, site. Oh, so there, so there's this isn't film. Oh, there's a clip no, of I it. I see this. Oh shit! Oh, I don't want to watch this. Should we watch it in synchronization? <laughs> I, I've loaded it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I want to watch an elephant be even though it is like old timey black and white and you can barely see what's happening. It's still really sad, isn't it? Oh no, I've clicked Oh no, Topsy, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's like a tree being felled. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Poor Topsy. Thomas Edison, you horrible man. <laughs> I mean it went down quickly though, didn't it? It doesn't take a lot. Oh, they're twi- oh. oh, it's still twitching. Oh, no, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, fucking Alison. Shit. <laughs> that's so horrible. Oh, oh my dear. God. Yeah, it's the olden days. What they did with Topsy? I hope they ate Bad. them, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, sorry. Topsy the elephant belongs to the Four Pow Circus and spent the last years of her life at Coney Island's Luna Park because she killed one trainer. She was to be put to death. Ah, uh, but but fair play to Topsy. The trainer burned her trunk with a lit cigar. So people are just like 
People were really shit back then, weren't they? They're not as bad now. I love it. And then it says she be- she subsequently she-, she subsequently became aggressive towards the two other keepers who had struck her with a pitchfork. <laughs> yes, they're just talking about it as if the elephant is this unreasonable thing, and it's it says she was thirty six though. That's <laughs> like, quite a good age. She was elephant, she was fed poison, electrocuted, and strangled. The electrocution ultimately killing her. <laughs> strangled. <laughs> just someone on her back, like with a belt. <laughs> Strangle an elephant. <laughs> oh god. Is that like they tried to hang her and they just couldn't like hoist her? <laughs> they were like, we give oh. up. Guys, guys, I need to read something from the Wikipedia thing. Okay. In popular culture, uh, Thompson and Dundee's killing of Topsy has switched attribution with claims it was an anti AC demonstration organized by Thomas Edison. Is that not uh, what it was? Historians point out that Edison was never at Luna Park. They, he had oh, his company shit. there filming it, but he wasn't there. The electrocution of Topsy took ten, ten year, took place ten years after the War of Currents, where they were arguing. Oh, who, oh. Who, uh, so why did they do it? Apocryphal. So his, but his film crew was there. That's um, they filmed yeah. it. It was the first film death of an animal in history. It says. Well, that, that, that's obviously that must be where it's come from. Mm. But why, why did they do it? Because it had killed someone, so they were going to kill it. Oh. It was just an execution. It's for a laugh, oh. isn't it? <laughs> I guess you could make entertainment out of it. People used to go to like hangings and stuff, didn't they? People liked seeing things die. Hey, there used to be a really popular thing, which was where you you would climb a horse up a really high diving board and jump it off the diving board into water. <laughs> oh, from, from like really oh, high up. You haven't seen Never Say Never Again, have you? Is that no? I have. I have seen that. Yeah, I have. I have. Is it in that? Yeah. Well, they cut it out of um, some bits now, but I, yeah, you can find a clip of it online easy enough. Uh, well, yeah, they put a stuntman and a woman on a horse and just, yeah, needed it to jump in the water, so give it a good old prod. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that was sad. But I guess it could have been worse for Mrs. Jumbo. <laughs> yeah. I'm just reading about Topsy. <laughs> it's a non-stop laugh riot. at this. Um, they were going to hang her <laughs> from like a 75-foot like gallows, <laughs> but then oh the, the president society, the president of the American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, they said hanging that's just it's too cruel. You're gonna have to electrocute it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a method of strangling the elephant with large ropes tied to a steam-powered winch was agreed upon, uh, but they would poison her and electrocute her as well, just in case. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <sighs> Dear. God. Oh, God. What's your quiz then, Alan? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay. Elephant quiz. Okay, so uh, basically I found some films that have elephants in them in some way. I'm going to give you a very brief description of the film. You tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elephants or anim- any animal? Uh, elephants, as we're doing okay. Dumbo. Although some of them are elephant-like. I don't know what that could mean. <laughs> like a rhino? Like a heffalump? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. So... <laughs> Here's the first one. In this comedy sequel, the title character rides an elephant at the head of an animal army that he summons to aid him. Defeat the Lord of the Rings and the Two Towers? Evan Almighty. No, pretty close. Um, If I remember rightly, I think the elephant actually headbutts the bad guy and knocks him over. Or one of the henchmen or something. Jumanji. No, it's a sequel. Yeah, Jumanji, (laughs) Welcome to the Jungle. (laughs) So it's a comedy. Yeah, it's a very broad comedy with lots of animals in. The zookeeper. Doctor Doolittle. It's with a man who likes animals in the star. Doctor Doolittle. 
No, no, a bit earlier than that. About 93, 92, 4, something like that. Ace Ventura. Yes! Ah. Ace Ventura 2, where nature goes. Okay, next one. This comic book adaptation features war elephants. Oh, Black Panther? Uh, with a small... No, although that may have elephants in it. With a small band of men taking on an army. Lord of the Rings, the they two all towers. Have very three hundred uh, buff six packs. Yes, three hundred uh, is correct. Yeah. Okay, this is another silly comedy in which an elephant plays a pet dog named Shep. <laughs> what? <laughs> repeat, repeat that, please. <laughs> <laughs> the the main character, the titular character, has what he refers to as a pet dog, which is actually an elephant named Shep, but it acts trading like a dog. places. No, so it's a very silly broad comedy, and it's basically a Tarzan ripoff. Oh, George of the Jungle. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this next one's an impressions round. Um, <laughs> I just think I'll do it. Oh, mom, I'm not even an elephant. I'm a mammoth. Oh, oh it's Ice oh, Age. Ice Age. Oh, yes. Yes. It's all got it. Ice Age. Well <laughs> <laughs> These animated elephants are militaristic. Oh, Jungle Book. Guy, that's great. This elephant. Is medically inspected by Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Water for elephants? No, and he's not an animal. Um, Anthony Hopkins isn't an animal. No, the elephant in this is not an animal. Oh, the elephant. Oh, oh it's something to do with Silence of the Lambs. No. Animal le- no? All right. Mm. The elephant's for? not an animal. <laughs> he is not an animal. He's a human being. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Oh, uh, Noah? No, no. Okay, I'll give you a big clue. It's played by John Hurt. The Elephant Man. The Elephant oh. Man, yes. <laughs> I thought you'd get that one sooner. But... <laughs> I didn't really have anywhere else to go. I didn't know I had more clues. <laughs> okay, a motivational speaker inherits an elephant. Larger than in... life. <laughs> yes, well done. Learns important life lessons on the way. Bill Murray is stuck <laughs> with an elephant in. and he has to take it across the... Country, otherwise he yes. won't inherit his money. Wow. Is the the greatest setup for a film of all time. Sadly yet, squandered. Somehow it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought it it wouldn't work? <laughs> Janine Garofalo's in the cast. Okay, next one. A Polish elephant is abused by Christoph Waltz. Uh, Water for elephants. <laughs> yes, correct. Okay, this is another impressions one. Okay, and this is a, this is a film that involves an elephant in some way. But it's not really it's, an elephant. Um, okay. um, what can I do? Let me think. Um, all right, Hen, you're quite fit. Do you mind if I come and have a crack at you? Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on. I need to figure out what the other person sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Sean Connery? No, uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh yeah, bloody hell, mate. Come and give, come and have a go on me before I uh, bloody cough me lungs out. We bought a zoo. <laughs> You Is it Mad Max? Got, I think you got one element. Uh, no. Oh, Life of Pi. <laughs> no. <laughs> when, when, there's a Scottish person and an Australian person. Gerard they Butler. Have sex. Uh, they're, they're in an elephant. They're in an elephant? Yes. Oh, it's, um, oh, it's Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't get it from my pin-perfect impressions. <laughs> It was more broadly Australian and more broadly <laughs> Scottish than either of those actors are in that film. Hootsman! 
<laughs> Have you got any iron brew? <laughs> I'm parched. <clears throat> Last one. Steve Carell plays a mare. Heaven Almighty. No. He plays, plays a mare. A mare. A mare. As in a city mm. official, not a horse. Horton, here's a who. Yes, correct. Ah, well done. Well done. Okay, hang on, let me think. You're going to yeah, call that a draw. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought Saul would have won that one. Won. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think I might have won that one. <laughs> hang on, right. Calvin got Ace Ventura. 6 4. Oh. Yeah, quite close. Yeah, yeah, not bad. That was a good game. I was dreading it going in, but it turned out to be quite <laughs> alright. Why were you dreading it? I thought it was going to be more about like uh, elephant facts and that Saul was going to win everything. <laughs> but I, don't, I only know about films, so that's all, that's all I, I write about. We haven't talked about uh, Pink Elephants on Parade. It's a pretty mm. iconic oh, bit yeah. from Dumbo. It's a wonder- yeah, wonderful um, sequence, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's you know that's why that's why we animate films, isn't it? To do weird weird trippy sequences like that to scare mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. So is that just like trying to fill up the t- the runtime? Yeah, I some, so. some yeah, nonsense. Yeah, I can't really <laughs> justify its inclusion other than to pat the runtime. But you know what? In a, in a fun. Yeah, in a film that's sixty four minutes long, I don't mind a bit of padding. <laughs> it's not outstaying. It's welcome, and it's it's great. That whole sequence is just so great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's my favourite bit. That and the uh, the birds. Mm. How do you feel about the repeated use of silhouetted characters in the tent, which was presumably a budgetary thing as well? Uh, I, I no doubt it was a budgetary thing, but I, it works. Like yeah, to I liked it. separate them from yeah. the animals. Yeah, I quite like it. Yeah, you always feel like you're an outsider. I particularly. Dumbo. I particularly like the. I kept waiting for like the dirty bit that went over my head as a kid, where like one of them <laughs> was getting naked with the other man, or but it never happened. No, they didn't it was do all very any, clean. Uh, shadow, shadow knobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How can you not do a fake shadow knob? <laughs> what I did like was um, there's a bit where there's a crack through the tent, and you can see into the tent, and all the silhouette clowns walk past the crack, and they're just actual shadow people. <laughs> so it's like we've just been watching like ghosts, spooky ghosts having a conversation or something. Mm. Uh, what about this mouse, Timothy Timothy Q Mouse? Because it's it's the only the only sort of proper bit of acting in the thing, you know, in terms mm. of like yeah. dialogue and stuff. He he carries the story. Well, he doesn't turn mm. up till about half an hour in as well. He's mm. maybe twenty minutes. He's yeah. I mean, this whole film, like the fucking elephant flies at like minute fifty-seven of a sixty-minute runtime. It's the first mm. time he flies, and that's what the film's like about <laughs> flying elephant. So you know, it's <laughs> not not a great sense of structure about the whole thing. No, no. Um, he's alright, that mouse, but I can take him or leave him more than anything Good else. Personality, in the film. though, isn't it? It's alright. Yeah, he's fine, yeah. He's very, um. Very positive. He's very Disney. Positive? Yeah, very positive, encouraging. Yeah, no, he's. Trying yeah. to do the right thing, helping out. Like the a little, little precursor to, um, Jiminy Cricket. Although he's, yeah. he's come after Jiminy Cricket, hasn't it? No, which one? Oh, wait, yeah, no, he is after Jiminy Cricket. Pinocchio was the second. Yeah, he's a little Jiminy Cricket ripoff. That's what he is. <laughs> but he's got. Uh, no, no, I prefer Jiminy. Yeah, I mean, I, I prefer Jiminy, and I'm not even a massive Pinocchio guy. I think it's fine. I love Pinocchio. I think Pinocchio is great. Well, I really like Dumbo. I think it's great. Oh yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but I enjoyed it. I, I'm. It's my least favorite of the 
official Disney animated canon. What? Yes. More so than Dinosaur. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one in a while. Home so. on the Range. I'd, I'd rather take... Yeah, Judy Dench as a cow. Are you fucking <laughs> joking? Oh my god. The Black Cauldron. Oh, much prefer the Black Cauldron, yeah. Re- what? Black Cauldron's pretty good. No, it isn't. It's not <laughs> at all. It's awful. No, it's good. Ugh. Well. Oh dear. I think it's great. This is one of my this is one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, Disney films in the official Disney canon. Uh, well, let's put a number on it then. I'm gonna go five, because although I don't like it very much, it is short, and the pink elephants on parades and the song with the crows at the end is great. So yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. Mm, I give it seven. Oh, that's quite. That's two. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. So they are they are doing a remake, Tim Burton, mm-hmm. who has yes. done this sort of shit before. Well, I mean, I don't know much about the film that's coming out, but I've I've just got a hunch that it's not going to work and people aren't going to like it. I don't think yeah. Tim Burton's a good m- match. I think he's going to bring too much of him, his own thing into it and make it quirky. And they're having to really, they're really like, it's not like Lion King or whatever, where they're just sort of remaking it or whatever the other ones they did, Beauty and the Beast. It, like they've, they really having to revamp the story. They're yeah, Apart from the central elephant. Thing. I've got a hunch that this isn't going to be the complete train wreck it should be on paper. Because mm. it will be. I'm getting like Tim Burton. Don't know what he's doing these days. Alice in Wonderland was awful. Yet another Disney live action remake. It 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 spells disaster. But I don't know. The trailer looked okay to me, mm. and it looked different enough. To the original, but in a way that has restructured it and turned it into like a modern, um, coherent plot. And the cast is good. And Danny DeVito was talking about it being part of the Danny DeVito Tim Burton Circus trilogy, which uh, <laughs> is a very odd thing to say, but it did make me think. Oh, okay. What's the third? I know Big Fish. What's the third one? Batman Returns. Is he a ringmaster in that? Hmm. There's a sort of circus. Yeah, isn't someone a like orphan from a circus or something? Robin or some shit? I don't fucking know. He's not in Batman Returns. Yeah, but he's not in it, is he? He's the penguin. He's got that troop of circus folk who sort of, you know, like an organ grinder and stuff who fight Batman for him. Yeah. Maybe he's thinking of that. Gets brought up mm. in a zoo, doesn't he, by penguins? Yeah. A circus. Mm. Well, anyway. zoo, circus, same shit. Fine line. I don't know, Colin Farrell's in it. I like Colin Farrell. Mm. I look on paper this this is going to be awful, but I don't know. I, I've I've got a feeling it's not going to be that bad. I've got a feeling people are going to hate it, <laughs> but I could see it being a bit kind of like, oh, that was okay, and everyone's just being unfair about this film and judging it more harshly than they ought to. Mm, which I, uh, shit. I can't believe it's going to be out in like as of time of recording. It's out in like less than a month and. I hardly heard anything about it. Yeah, well, well, it's a weird choice insofar as it's not got the weight of nostalgia behind it to the extent that, like, The Lion King's coming out in a few months, and that's going to be a Mm. fucking huge deal. And Aladdin's Mm. coming out in a few months, and that's going to be a big deal. Mm. But, you know, this isn't a 
Beauty and the Beast. I, I guess every example I'm picking out here is a 90s film. Um, mm. We've got Lady and the Tramp coming at the end of the year, apparently. Isn't on, that... On Disney Plus. I was going to say that's uh, that's going straight to their streaming service, I think. So yeah. people aren't going to expect quite the same level of um, mm. theatricality. True, true. But, I do wonder yeah. if Dumbo had been commissioned just a year later. It yeah. would have been one of those instead of... Yeah, theatrical Tim Burton. Hmm. It's got a hell of a budget, though, hasn't it? I would assume so. It's one of those things that doesn't quite seem like a decent match for Tim Burton, but then, I don't know, it's maybe just slightly not like not too obvious, do you know what I mean? That it might just... Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I hope it's going to be alright, but, I mean, it probably won't be, will it? Tim Burton's forgotten how to do what he does. I just haven't seen Big Eyes. Uh, I liked it. I know Alan hates it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I think Alan's hated every film he made for the past like fifteen years or something. (laughs) You you really didn't like Miss Peregrine's Home for. No, it was awful. Even I really (laughs) didn't like that one though. I think I defended it. Yeah, I I was surprised at how bad I thought it was when I finally got round to watching it. Eva Green's back though, hey? Yeah, Tim Burton Muse. His new uh, squeeze, Mm. perhaps. Unconfirmed. Mm. (laughs) So, Alan, regale us with Tales from the Set. Uh, Yeah, well, I did a few days on Dumbo last year uh, in the circus scenes. Now, the scenes I was in, the crowd scenes were uh, like the end, when it's a happy circus, not a nasty circus. Hmm. Um... So, kind of saw the ending of it. Colin Farrell was there on a horse. Um, he was very commanding of the horse. Um, like, he really knew how to handle a horse. He was very impressive. I um, can imagine he was probably taught how to ride horses for previous films. Well, he's yeah. Irish, isn't he? Yeah. Probably grew up with one in his back garden. Uh, and then the woman, Eva Green, she was there. She's playing like a... Oh, you saw her! She's playing like a trapezist acrobat. You're just going to let that go? Well... That noise Calvin made. <laughs> oh, what do you expect? <laughs> Man, such as Calvin. Oh, I'd love <laughs> to see her. But the the interesting thing was that like, I saw, she, they basically had her on this uh, ring, you know, like an acrobatic ring thing. Yeah. And um, she was being lowered down onto the horse. And they did some, like, wide shots with a stunt double, who was a professional, uh, like, acrobatics person. And so she was hmm. doing a few stunts and stuff. But then when they came to the bit for her to be lowered down, they had to have the proper actor in. And at first they like had a little rope attached to her, attached to this ring, so she couldn't fall off. But then obviously at some point they were going close in enough that they couldn't have that in, so they just took it off her. So she was just hanging there with her, by her hands onto this ring. And they <gasps> took her up about 20 foot up into the air. Like if she'd fallen, it would have caused very serious damage. Jeez. And she's like a skinny little thing. It's like, I'm kind of surprised she could even hold her own weight. Uh, so I was quite surprised that that was actually done somewhat legitimately. Hmm. Uh, Danny DeVito was there. He was quite friendly. I love Danny DeVito. He's so great. Mm. He's he looked great tired. I mean, he looked like a 72-year-old man just sort of <laughs> needed to sit down whenever he wasn't needed. Just fair enough. Tim Burton was flouncing around uh, and he had like a back scratcher, you know, like a big back scratcher thing. Like a little hand on a stick. Yeah, and he used it to like point at things. Oh, I just use it to scratch my back. And I was told by someone else that in the some of the earlier days he'd had a stick with a big skull on the end, of it. Yeah, <laughs> a skull yeah. on the end of it. 
So a very classic Tim Burton. He was sort of flouncing around. It seemed, it did seem a lot like he was kind of just making stuff up on the spot, like going, "Oh, let's do this. Let's try this shot." Which huh. I don't know in a, f- a film of this scale. I don't know if that's a good no, idea. But... A lot of directors do that. Uh, I didn't see anything that particularly uh, inspired me. But... Hmm. Well, go. you know, you you you've been wrong in the past. When Holmes and Watson. <laughs> Sorry, what was I wrong about on that? <laughs> when you were slagging off home and Holmes and Watson when you were on set. When I said when I said there was no atmosphere on set and it wasn't funny. And then uh, <laughs> ended up being film of the year, <laughs> winner of eight Razzie awards. <laughs> was it? Well, I don't know. It swept the Razzies. I don't know how many actually won. <laughs> if you were going to make a Dumbo film, how would you do it? What would you change of the story to make it more relevant to a well? Do you know? Thing? Do you know uh, there was a Dumbo two at one point being what? made? Yes, back when Disney were doing all of their straight to video yeah. sequels to the classic canon. Yeah. And uh, when John Lasseter got hired to oversee Disney's animation department as part of the merger with Pixar, uh, I think the first thing he did was just kill all of the straight to video Disney shit because it was polluting the brand, diminishing the mm. uh, sign of quality that Disney had. And, and quite rightly so, it was the right thing to do. They were, mm. they were a joke, um, not very well regarded. So mm. Dumbo two got killed. But my understanding is it was going to see, it was going to explore Jumbo, what happened to Dumbo's father, why he wasn't present in Dumbo. Um, I think electrocuted. <laughs> I think he was in like another circus or something. So they were going to, you know, go on a little adventure to find him or whatever. And I think that's about as good a sequel as you could possibly come up with, personally. Hmm. I don't know what other concepts you could do, really. Hmm. He learns to swim. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he... What could his ears do? Catch little children. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) They're falling from buildings. Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, he he has got a very special bubble-blowing skill. Oh, he has, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't like that. That's his new act. <clears throat> yeah, that does. That sort of comes and goes. That so you can blow a square bubble, hmm. or a cube. If you were doing a like a live action Dumbo, who would you cast as Dumbo? <laughs> uh, what to be done up with makeup or like, yeah? So not because when, not when I when I was when I was on set, they had a bit where they had the John clowns C. Riley doing something. <laughs> the clowns <laughs> were doing like tricks and stuff, and then at the end, like they shot. Dumbo out of a cannon, and it was this little fella like with an elephant head on. Really? Uh, but like, it wasn't like motion capture or anything like that. The idea is that the clown, one of the clowns, is dressed up, and it's like you think it's going to be Dumbo, but it's actually a clown. But yeah, so if you were going to do the film like that with just like a little fella with a, a crappy papier mache elephant head on, uh, who would you cast? John C. Riley. <laughs> I think he's got the right face for elephant makeup. <laughs> Put a trunk on him, grey him up. Big ears. He probably does, actually. Yeah. It is a baby elephant. Do you think there's going to be a Timothy Q mouse in this film? I can't imagine. Nah, there might be a little homage, but it's going to be hard enough to make Dumbo a active character in it. Yeah. Like, if they just have a, a mouse sat in his hat every now and then, that would be a nice touch, wouldn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they do that. I think there will thing. be a mouse, yeah. There, there's, um, I, I mean, I think it's very much going to be the story of these kids in... Uh, in the circus with the with the dar, it's Colin Farrell mm. the dad. He loses his hand at some point. I think the elephant's oh, just going to be. It's going to be like Free Willy. Mm. 
Uh, okay, well, what what other new ideas can we bring to the table then for a Dumbo film? You see his dad. I think you should. They should double down on the racial element. Okay. Oh, really? They should just do like he's a white elephant, albino elephant. <laughs> yeah, like he's got a he's got a like he grows up a bit and he becomes like he he joins like a militant African elephant pride group, <laughs> strives for elephant equality. Yeah, between Indian and African elephants. Yeah. Does he sort of start an uprising in the circus and the animals take over? Yeah. <laughs> but then the pigs take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, become yeah. more and more. And all animals are <laughs> equal, but elephants are twice as equal as <laughs> other ele- animals. Because they can gesture. Yeah, because they're better. Because they're really good. <laughs> all right. Tell us another animal, uh, elephant fact, Sol. Um, we'll go out on a high. <laughs> so, you know that they, they have like female. Uh, matriarchs who who lead the herds. Uh, yeah, that's Calvin's favorite character. I think the males, right. when they reach maturity, just fuck off and wander around on their own, lonely, and like die. Meet each other at the watering hole and mate, and then go off and wander around again. So it's like mm. a herd led by a woman. That's Dumbo with... too. It's just Dumbo wandering around trying to shag elephants, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going freaky ears, piss off. Maybe he grows into his ears. And then he's like normal, and that's the the sequel is him having to deal with being normal after being special when he was like a former child star, and he's just um, he's just a normal elephant. Yeah, he can't there fly anymore. It's a sequel. Yeah, too fat. This is some kind of crossover we can do here with the elephants from uh, the Jungle Book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and one of them is voiced by the same actress that voices one of the uh, snooty elephants in Dumbo, so she can have a sister. <laughs> She's just got an elephanty voice. She she actually does. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so they're, they're, I didn't finish my fact um, oh. They're led by matriarchs, right? But when the yeah. matriarch dies They have a kind of There's a little period of like elephant anarchy Where no one's in charge When they no. figure out who's going to take over And most of the time The new leader It goes in order of seniority So it's whoever's been like with the... Uh, the the elephant heard the longest but sometimes it's inherited and it's like the daughter of the previous elephant huh isn't that really weird yeah they obviously make a decision in a kind of weird kind of i don't know like bordering on animal democracy hmm it's weird yeah and um and elephants do have really good memories which is where the elephants never forget things come uh, things come from because um, mm. they they did a little study into um, I forget what country it was. It was a country that had a a load of horrible floods and killed a load of elephants, and they had a really bad time. And then like no problems with the weather like that for about twenty years, and uh, then it happened again. And basically, all the herds where the matriarchs, the leaders of the the herds, were old enough to remember it the first time round. They all did really well, but all the ones that had younger, inexperienced elephant leaders who hadn't lived through the um, the flooding in their hmm. youth didn't do as well, and they didn't survive as much. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. You're listening to Sol Harris Elephant Anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> a hiccup. A little hiccup. Well, but you be careful, Calvin. You don't want to be seeing those pink bonds on parade. <laughs> pink James bonds on parade. Pink James bonds on parade. One is One's a genius. A genius. The other's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we still got it. <laughs>